Getting your bid on a house selected isn't a game of chance. In this episode, we share how we beat out cash offers for more money and how you can too. Welcome to the WalletWin Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. So there we were sitting at Ikea in Denver, and my phone started to ring. I looked down, and it was our real estate agent, and I remember my heart kind of tensing up, skipping a beat. We sat down. We were in the kitchen area, mm-hmm. so it felt like we were at home. <laughs> I just made myself right at home on a, on a bench at the kitchen island, and we put her on speakerphone, not knowing what she was going to say because we had just put an offer in on the townhome. And what do you know? She told us there were more offers, other offers for more money, but you guys got it. We got the townhome. And somehow we managed to walk out of Ikea buying a French press and nothing else. <laughs> I mean, really, we could have gone hog wild on stuff, but we didn't know like the measurements and all that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. whatever. We we controlled our impulses to buy all the things. Day, right? <laughs> and we want to now... In this third episode of our home buying series, we want to back the truck up from this moment and talk about what it was that made our offer sing and what kind of was the difference maker there in getting accepted. And then walk you guys through the process of the next three to four weeks that we we experienced until we got that key in our hand, put it right into the doorknob, of our new home. <laughs> into the, I didn't know what it was. I don't put keys in doorknobs anymore. <laughs> it's coming through the garage, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what that thing was called. <laughs> <laughs> the lock? The lock box. I the don't lock? know. lock? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to walk you guys through that whole thing. So come along with us. The, the, the final chapter of a home buying process can be very nuanced. There's a lot of shifting parts. This is when things really... Uh, tight deadlines are kind of compounded. There, There's several that could mm-hmm. happen on one particular day. Just a lot of paperwork that needs to happen. And so really, again, walking into this final tail end of the process, that awesome real estate agent that you prepared for and interviewed and found is, again, your best asset. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, this is the moment you have been waiting for, hoping for, preparing for, hopefully. And, like, this is, I mean, this is why, especially right here, uh, I mean, all throughout the process, but here especially is why you've got a pro on your side. Mm -hmm. You know, what needs to happen, when, how to schedule it out, how to make it all successful and smooth and as little stress as possible in in the moment. It's, it's... uh, It's really good to have somebody great on your team at this moment. Yep. (laughs) I think you just said the same thing at the beginning of the sentence and then at the end. (laughs) Nothing else different in the middle. (laughs) We're a little tired, friends. Okay. All right. Hang with us. Okay. Let's go back to what really made our offer stand out because this is really how we got into the townhome. We're in Denver. This townhome got several offers on it. 
Oh, yeah. Tons. I mean, it might have been, what was it? It might have been like a dozen. And some for more money. And some were cash offers. Cash. Cash for more money. I mean. But we won. So what was it, right? So what were the difference? It's not always the highest number, the biggest offer um, wins the day. And while we're not going to give every single nuanced little thing that our agent did, because I'm not going to give away her bag of tricks, y'all. She pulled things out of left field. That were just so right strategic. Field, center field, underneath one of the bleachers. She did everything she could. And at the end of the day, it was like, okay, we could lose this to more money. But we've done everything we can to make our number like have other points of value behind it mm-hmm. than just simply the number. Yeah, there's a lot more information that comes across on that offer than just the amount of money that's coming. Yep. So what were some things that we kind of, how did we approach this deal? Well, we had, we uh, we approached it. Um, we tried to together as much context for the situation as we could. We tried. We kind of figured out, what, you know, based on the decorating in the house and things like that. It seemed like okay. It was a young family. Mm-hmm. They're looking to move, and we thought. I think this is the biggest one. Um, we're thinking, okay, maybe they're freaking out a little bit. The, are they going to have the timeline right? Selling where they're living getting into where they're going to live next, all but, that. Yeah, they're going to sell this and have to go find something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in a really great situation. We actually were like we're staying renting. with... Oh, yeah. What? We were renting. I forgot about like a whole year, two years <laughs> we were... of our lives. <laughs> we weren't staying with friends anymore. <laughs> we had a place. Goodness gracious. We were renting. We were staying in our own place. We were renting, but we but weren't under... But our landlords under... were pretty flexible. Yeah, we weren't under like a, a strict deadline to get out by or we weren't it wasn't like get out by this date or sign on for another year like they knew we, we were, were trying very to flexible home as well exactly so they were kind of like okay let's just play it by ear let's talk about what you know what your timeline looks like the closer we get mm-hmm. so we, we had that knowledge and we decided okay like we're gonna put this offer in and we are gonna tell the seller that we'll close whenever they want. Yeah, it was like, we can close, what was it, like as soon as... As soon as, like... What was it, two weeks or something? Three, like three weeks or something. Three weeks, or as far out as, I think it was about two months or something. We, no, we gave like five months down the it road. Was I mean, to be long. extreme, to just show that like, hey, we yeah. this is the home for us. We will be as patient as you want us. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe, hey, that right there might have spoke volumes because... If there was an offer for more money or cash, sometimes that's an investor and they kind of want to get moving on things. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sit around for four months. And then that that seller now feels pressure to get out and really get the right property for them and they might not have as much breathing room. Yep. So right there, our offer had value because it spoke into their fear to have to go find another home and it, it gave them room. To mm-hmm. breathe. Yep, peace of mind is what we added to the offer right exactly. there. Exactly. I think that that helped a whole lot. It did. Uh, the other thing, I think this one's pretty common, but I think we did a pretty good job on it, was the little letter. The little love we letter. put in there. Yep. Just talking about things, little details we liked in the house, or again, kind of calling out, hey, you're a young family. We're young. We're hoping. And want to start a family. Yep. And we'd love for that to start in this in this home right and so you know tugging on the heartstrings a little bit right but i mean if two th- if there if there's two nearly identical offers and one of them uh you Is might a... be a little bit more excited about having the house go to that person well great i hope that's me 
Right. I mean, I'm for me personally, if we were to put our home on the market and it was like, you know, cold investment bank or awesome young family for 5000 less, I'm picking the family because... Hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, come on. Oh, yeah. It'd be a soft thing. Because the, the home is more than uh, just, you know, you, you want the things that blessed you so much to then go on and bless yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. else. So anyway, mm-hmm. there were other things, though, that we did. We, so we, we gave them time. And then we also wrote the little love letter. And Jonathan did a great job. I put our picture on it, nice fonts, all that stuff. I mean, sure it looked good. There was like a style guide. Maybe not that far out. It just looked nice, (laughs) that's all. It was better than anything else I'd ever seen anybody deliver. Well, yes. Yeah. Other things we did that really made the offer stand out was we kind of had our ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. Our agent made sure, like, okay, guys, let's make this as tight and cleanly packaged of an offer as possible so you know what they're gonna be we're gonna deliver and play into all their fears they're gonna you know think somebody's gonna do a home inspection and drag the thing out for from a month mm-hmm. only to have the deal fall apart all right we're gonna tell them that if our offer is accept, accepted we have a home inspection 48 hours from now and then we will get back you know they have a tight timeline to get back to us we're not going to drag this out mm-hmm. that we have pre-approval and that our lender is ready to close in under three weeks if need be mm-hmm. like all these little things that maybe would cause a deal to get shaky our agent had us have a kind of a rebuttal to that mm-hmm. of like how firm and serious we were yep yeah i mean it was uh there's a number of things right that as the process goes on the deal could fall apart for different reasons right maybe right. something comes up in the inspection or the their lending wasn't really lined up that well or whatever like we wanted to we put it forward all the information the timelines everything so they knew we were not like we are not flakes it's gonna move forward we're on top of we're it gonna, it's gonna move forward quickly you're gonna know what's going on um again peace of mind we want to make this process as easy and as good for you as possible. Right. That's what we were saying in that offer. And I think that you see that come across, it stands out, especially when you do this and this and this and this. And this. They go, oh, wow, those seem like good people to work with. It seems like it's going to be an easy deal. Right. Instead of needing, uh, you know, to go back and forth on things and figure out the timelines. Like, it's all right there. Yep. So we submitted it and they picked us. Woo-hoo! Of course they picked us. Come on. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when the fun, well, maybe not the fun began for most people. This is when the fun began for me because it was all this behind the scenes work as the, the art of the negotiation came together mm. and the sealing of the deal was, you know, ever, becoming ever more real as each day came closer to closing. Mm-hmm. So over the next several weeks, a lot of things happened. And guys, we're not going to go over every detail because there is probably 20 things that happened over the next three weeks. And you know what? To spare you all the nitty gritty, we actually created a little checklist for you. That's right. Just like all the other, all the other episodes in this series, there is a home buying checklist number three for sealing the deal. You can get that at walletwin.com slash 19. This is 19th episode, so it's walletwin.com slash 19. Yep. So go over there if you want the in-depth checklist over 
how to go through the process from accepted offer to walking into your home closed in your name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just to highlight some of the things that happened. You know, there's going to be inspections, Jonathan mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's going to be appraisers. You're going to get a list of things. Any, like even on a new build, guys, the inspector is going to find stuff. Sure. There's always there's something always maybe something. they didn't do right or somebody wasn't paying attention or they forgot to fix or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's always something. So then you have to kind of double down and kind of figure out, okay, like what am I going to come back and ask them to fix or what are we good with? What can we pay for? Like at this point, you need to really have your info, like you need to know where you are financially so that when that inspection comes back, you're ready to just move forward with decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when the inspection report comes back, it might not necessarily be like you're going to, you may not submit every item on that list right? To for them to fix. You know, you probably would say, hey, this is the list that we got, but I'm going to ask you to fix number three, six, uh, nine, and ten, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. And you need to kind of figure out your strategy there, and your, your realtor is there to help you with that strategy on, you know, what to ask for, for them to fix, for them to pay for, what to just kind of say, you know, whatever, that's fine. We'll take care of it once we get there. Yeah. Those kind of things. Depending on what area of the country you're in, you might want to check for radon levels in the basement or other chemicals that could be there based on the soil level, the soils in the area that you're in. Mm-hmm. Are you in a flood zone? I mean, you're going to get title insurance. Again, there's lots of little things that you're going to want to be on top of. And a good agent and a, and a strong lender uh Usually, like a mortgage specialist who's like a broker, mm-hmm. not a bank or maybe a credit union, they're going to have the ability to talk quickly with you and to communicate every step of the way in a way that a bank wouldn't be able to. Yeah, they're going to be able to give you the real heads up on what's going on, what to expect. And I'd say maybe the last thing to highlight from that checklist is, you know, you think, okay, well, the house is this much and it's... Uh, I guess the the mortgage payment is this. We have the down payment for that, but I guess we're good. Well, there's there's closing costs to pay for. Those yeah. there's these inspections and all these things. Like there's gonna be other uh, costs on top of it. So you you're need gonna to feel like cash is just rapidly leaving your wallet <laughs> over the next three weeks. Yeah. So you need to kind of have that in mind because you might be thinking, oh, I'm walking into this with X for my uh, down payment. Well, if you don't have anything else ready for you. Right. You know, X is going to have to get rated to pay for mm-hmm. all these, you know, some of these other costs that come up along the way. And then now, okay, well, now the mortgage is bigger because your down payment's smaller. Exactly. So you just got to, again, your realtor and your lender are going to walk you through that, what to expect, how to go through all that whole process. Exactly. And then if you are anticipating on fixing anything, you're going to want to have that money set aside as well. Mm-hmm. So again, you, like... We can't underestimate, like, buying a home can feel, like, it's a milestone that we want everybody to get to, right? My my home, my castle. Is that the phrase that people yeah. use? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, a, it's, a, it's incredible to be able to walk into your own home. But if you're not financially prepared for it, and all, like, I mean, it could be death by a thousand cuts, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> In those three weeks, let alone the next three years. And if you're not ready for the house, the house could sink you. Yep, yep. And so that's why just kind of getting ahead of this and really thinking about it from a distance, your closing costs, what 
what the, the rate is going to be, how, what the payment is going to be, taxes, insurance, the inspector, any fixes you're going to have to do, your emergency savings, like these types of things, mm-hmm. you're going to want to have your eye on the ball about them because that's going to give you peace. Because if you just start nilly-willy blowing money out the gasket, you're going to freak out at some point. <laughs> you're going to blow a gasket. That's right. Like you're going to panic two <laughs> days before signing and wonder what you got into. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the more detailed, the more thought out, the more thorough, the more even the longer range your plan is about this home purchase, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. You're not you're going to be less surprises. You're going to be more prepared to be able to like make the decisions you want to in the time frame you want to make them you're not going to be running around rushing no surprises no uh you know stress over oh but we wanted to do this uh just think it out plan it out first and then start entering into this time you'll yep. you'll really thank yourself for making that plan yeah i think that's kind of been the moral of this entire home buying series right be intentional just plan and what's that phrase plan fail to plan Plan to fail. Ooh, ah! Wow. <laughs> I used to, I use that phrase on A you lot. all you the do. time. You like to say that <laughs> phrase. Yes, you do. Yep, I do. <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, it's not like we all need to be type A and crazy pants, right? No, you just need to you think just need about to, it. Like, just rub a brain cell or two together before you actually embark on something. Rub, this rub a brain cell or two together, <laughs> sure. But really, just, just stop and think. Think just a little bit about the future and what it is that you think you, that you're going to kind of run into along the way. Make your plan for those needs, those requirements, even some of those wants that you're going to hit as you go down this road or even a little bit after you get into the house. You do that, you're going to be set. You're going to be fine. Yep. So you can get that checklist we've been talking about at WalletWin.com slash 19. And if, you've, uh, if this has been helpful to you, that's – wonderful if you have somebody maybe it's not you maybe it's a buddy of yours a friend a family member who's looking to buy a home soon refer them to the podcast to these episodes so they can check it out and get the help that they need and of course connecting people to this podcast is a great service that you can do them one of the best ways to do that is leaving a review in apple podcasts so we love those five star reviews of course Mm -hmm. so if you love it give a five star review in apple podcast it really helps people find this show and if you would if you uh listen to the episode and maybe have a takeaway or an aha share it on ig stories and we are on at WalletWin, but mm-hmm. i'm a little more active over at amanda m tex that's amanda m t e x so tag us in there let us know what your ahas were when you're listening to the podcast. Mm, that's what? Cool. I want to hang out with them on stories. This <laughs> <laughs> <doing> super zoom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for checking us out this week, guys. We'll see you next week with another great episode. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Walletwin program at walletwin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.